Hey, 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 you are listening to Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast with me, your host, Scorpion November here. (laughs) Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. How y'all doing? Seriously, how are y'all doing? You know, I hope you all are well, feeling good, feeling blessed, being kind, and choosing to be happy. Yes, I hope you are choosing it. I think you heard heard me say this a few times on this podcast that happiness is a choice. You get to choose it. You get to choose whether you walk in it or just say or just choose to be sad. We all have our moments. <laughs> we all have our moments. Happiness is not an ever present thing. Nope, you have to choose. You have to choose it and consciously choose it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? And I hope you're choosing to be happy. I feel like I should be doing a check-in with y'all. Like seriously, like like I should be sharing more about like what's going on with me and how I'm feeling about things and what I've been up to. So I think, yeah, I think we should do that this episode. <laughs> I I do, you know, but for the most part, to be real, mostly what I've been doing is observing. I'm I'm ever observing things and watching things, trying to learn new things, new information, trying to grow, networking and holding and creating spaces, you know, spaces that I feel are valuable and needed and trying to make sure that I do that. Do you know what I mean? For us and being conscious of doing so. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. But I I did do a, a thing recently um, where I um, I had an interview recently for um, I won't say what for, but I, I did have an interview recently. Right. Yeah. An interview that I didn't necessarily want to do. But I felt like I was in a space where I should do it um, because it would solidify uh, my professionalism in this space. Right. Not that I need anyone else to to validate me. But in a sense, you feel like sometimes when you're in a space where you're creating a lane for yourself, you feel like you need other people's validation. And what would be a better validation than to do what I do for a pretty decent sized company, right? And so that I did that. And I And it was like, okay, someone that I know that is close to me, you know, in this podcasting space was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure, why not? You know, I was like, it'll be a steady income. It could supplement what I'm already doing. So I don't have to worry, you know, because as you know, if you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, you know that in this space, that if you don't make it happen, it doesn't happen. If you don't get the money or do all the things that it takes to get that check, it doesn't come. It's not like when you're working for a company, you absolutely, the bare minimum is that you have to show up. 
right? That's not the same thing (laughs) in the solopreneur space. Nope, you got to do more than show up, right? And sometimes you doing more than showing up still isn't quite enough sometimes. Sometimes the dots have to connect for you. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm going to do it. Sure, I'll do it. I'll apply. What the heck? All they can do is say no. But here's the thing. I never wanted to be in a space again where I had what I was going to do was dependent on somebody else telling me no, where I felt like I had to interview for someone else. Where because what I think about interviews, right, is like where you have to sell yourself as much like being a, a a person at a makeup counter in a department store or a perfume person, whatever they're called. And you have to sell the merchandise, right? You have to make it appealing to that person. It's the same thing with a um, tantamount to the same thing when you are interviewing. You have to make yourself appealing for that company. And, and sometimes you don't, you don't, sometimes they're looking for things that they're not telling you specifically that they are looking for. And you can ask all of the right questions during that process. But particularly that happens, the questions that you ask come after they have asked all the questions that they're going to ask. So whatever information you have gotten from that point on, whatever information that you gather during your questions is just information for you. For the most part, right? Although sometimes you can forget to make it, you know, where you're where you're um, still um, giving them more info about you and selling yourself a little more. But that's essentially what the interview process is. And it can be a process where you're just like uh, it can be a traumatizing process. Let me just say that. Sometimes there is trauma associated with the interviewing process in the sense of knowing that you may end up with a company that is toxic and really doesn't want you there overall. That can be very traumatizing. And as I think about it and I think about my experiences working for companies, some of those experiences have been very traumatizing for me. When I think about it, I get anxiety thinking about working for someone else's company again, particularly a company that is predominantly white. I get anxiety. And this company that I was interviewing for was that. And I had so much anxiety around that. Although I think I did a pretty good job of covering that up because I know what it takes to do, uh, you know, what it takes to interview. I've had to interview people. I've been interviewed numerous times and things of that nature. And I like to say that my success rate, my success rates with booking a good interview and that interview being successful is pretty high. However, it wasn't high this time. (laughs) I didn't get the gig. Um, But nevertheless, I I went through with it. And I went through with it. I wanted to back out before the interview even happened. But then I thought about the person that I network with and I was like, no, this person asked me, I said, yes. So I'm going to follow through with it. 
at the very least, right? And even though I did that, and, and I was thinking, okay, of the in, of the guaranteed income, right? All, I, I, I was so tense. I was tense. I was feeling away. And I wonder how many other people feel like that when they have to interview. How many how many black solopreneurs, entrepreneurs have that feeling when it comes to thinking about going back into the corporate space or work world and having to interview for somebody else's company? And not knowing what's going to come next, even if you're hired, right? Because you don't know what you're getting into. Like you can ask the question. I typically ask the question, what is the company culture? What is the atmosphere like? Is it really team oriented? How are the teams um, um, comprised or made up or... um, what would you say is the overall goal? What do you really want in this from someone that's fulfilling this role that may have been missing from the previous person? Right. You say may have because you don't want them to think that there was something wrong with the previous person. So you, you can ask all of the questions to try to get the right answer. But for the most part, they're not going to give you that. Not for the most part. So you end up in a situation where you're with a company that you really don't want to be with, that you're really like, oh, my gosh, what the heck did I get into? So that anxiety was there, too, along with the anxiety of someone of possibly working for someone that would micromanage or being with a company that where everyone else is mediocre and you're not. But the mediocre reigns, reigns supreme. And so you're stuck there looking like, what the freak? I'll give you an example. Like at not the last job that I had, but the job before that, right? Everybody was mediocre for the most part. It just is what it is. And like their programming, their software, all of that stuff was behind. It was still like in the like early 2000s, maybe, maybe up to 2010 code. And I'm being generous with that. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, if I ever leave this company, am I going to be able to keep up with the technology if I stay here for long? Or or am I going to dumb myself down here because they're not willing to grow? They're not willing to do the things necessary. So I just felt like, oh my gosh, right? But I didn't know that until I got there. Didn't know it. And so, and I say all that to say that sometimes it's just overwhelming thinking about working for someone else again and having to answer to other people, being micromanaged, working in toxicity, not being able to coordinate with other you know, coordinate things how you would do it. It Just all of those things can produce a vast amount of anxiety that you really don't want to deal with. You just don't. And I wonder how many other people think like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
that experience. I, no, let me say this. I didn't bomb on the interview. Let me say that. I didn't bomb. I didn't misspeak. I didn't over talk or do any of those things. I just didn't book it. I guess we just didn't vibe. I guess I wasn't what they were looking for, which is okay with me, right? In the long run, because I kind of felt a sense of relief after I didn't get out. But then I felt like the sense, the kind of rejection, the sting of rejection, because I'm like, I would have been bomb at the job. Y'all just don't know. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of both of those. But I felt the relief of being able to continue to pursue what I'm doing full time. But at the same time, it was just that rejection, too, of having of putting yourself out there and being told by others that. Nah, you ain't what we looking for. I don't like that feeling. I don't know if anybody else likes that or whatever, because I want to be able to turn you down. I don't want you to turn me down. <laughs> but I and especially as a black person, as a black woman interviewing for a white male, I didn't like it. Because it's like I'm even though I'm not seeking their validation, it felt like seeking their validation when you're trying to sell yourself to people and they don't get you or don't value what you bring to the table. I don't know, y'all. I'm just thinking through this as I'm talking to y'all. And I wonder how many of you guys feel the same way. How many black men or women out there feel like they're tired of putting themselves in the position to be approved by a white person to tell you whether you're good enough or not when you already know you're the bomb when you already know that you know what you know and that you are valuable I don't know let me know talk back to me y'all tweet me at sms pod underscore pod or on instagram at sms underscore pod and let me know what y'all are thinking I would love to hear that feedback. And don't forget to leave this podcast with a positive rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. But yeah, let's move on. Okay, y'all. Um, here's what I want to talk about this episode briefly. It's about Bill Cosby, right? And maybe a little bit about R. Kelly, too. Now, here it is. Okay, so if you are out of the loop, Bill's Co- Bill Cosby's conviction, um, where he was sentenced to like uh, three to 10 years, um, was overturned about a month ago um, due to um, a violation of his due process rights. And so, so here it is. Okay. So does that technically make him not guilty now? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I haven't studied law that much, but I'm asking the question, right? Does that make him not guilty now since that conviction was overturned? And I guess it does. So then does that mean that people can go back? to supporting him now since legally he was determined to be not well he wasn't it was I guess it does make him not guilty since the conviction was overturned or does it still make him guilty I'm confused but do people go back to supporting him now 
if his conviction was overturned? Do you go back to buying his albums that I don't know that people were, were buying anymore because I don't know that people buy comedy albums like that anymore? But did anybody stop watching the Cosby show? I'll be I'll be totally transparent here, right? I remember when things first started going down a few years ago, right? I would try to watch the Cosby show. I would try to watch it. I still had the DVDs and everything that I'd gotten from like Target of like seasons of the Cosby show. And so I would try to watch it because I I was like, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but 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 I think he is. I was like, but the other people are on here that I love, but he was in most of the episodes. So I stopped watching because I felt guilty. I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. And then I guess there in comes the the conversation where, OK, do you uh, separate the art from the person? Here in ties are Kelly. Can you separate the art from the person? And should you still support the person? Right? It's so, so, it's cut and dry for me now. But prior to, it wasn't. It wasn't cut and dry to me now. Because now when I think of R. Kelly, I think of the harm that he caused to young girls and women. The the alleged abuse, and I'll say alleged because he has not been convicted of anything. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna say alleged abuse of young girls and women. It's not just about him abusing the young girls for me. It's about him abusing the women too. It's about him abusing people, period, of using his celebrity, his power, his money to get away with doing things that the normal person would not be able to do for years. Now, that's not to say there are not people out here, normal, everyday people doing this type of crap. Yes, there are. And those people need to be held accountable, too. You don't get to go around just hurting people just because you can get away with it. That's not okay. Right? But let's get back to this conversation. So can you separate it? Is Should it be separated? Or is the art a representation of the person and therefore the person? Like the TV shows, the comedy shows, for R. Kelly, the music, the writings, Aren't they a representation of them, those things, the shows and the music and all of that? When I hear R. Kelly's song, I immediately think of that. I immediately think of young girls that were coerced into doing things that were unprotected. That people knew were grown folk knew what was going on and didn't protect them. For whatever reason. I think of that when I hear his songs. And so I can't enjoy them. I can't because I can't separate the two. With Bill Cosby, I can't watch the Cosby show without thinking of this. Now, I don't I know some people say with Bill Cosby, like these women went for years and years and years and didn't say anything. Well, let me tell you this. I'm of the stance that you can't tell people 
when to talk about their trauma and abuse. You don't have that right. Whether you are an abuser or had nothing to do with the situation, you can't tell a person that was victimized when and where and the time limit for them to be able to talk about that abuse, that trauma, that hurt, that pain. That is not your place. So I'm guessing this is not the same, but I'm going to use it here. That's like people that tell black people, white people that tell black people to get over slavery because slavery was so long ago, right? 200 years ago for some people. But I venture to to say slavery didn't end then. But that's another conversation for another day and another time. So if we are to take that same logic and apply it here, is it okay? So should people be telling black people that? Heck to the no. No, they should not. It just amazes me. It just amazes me. I also want to think about this, right? So I recently saw something in the news. I'm take a slight turn here, right? Before I get dive down that rabbit hole. I'm going to take a slight turn here. I recently saw an article about Jess Lane Maxwell. I think that's how I say her name. The, the lady that was in cahoots with allegedly in cahoots with Jerry with the Epstein guy and how her lawyer is saying under the Cosby rule what, what got Cosby out should also get her out uh-huh because allegedly in the Bill Cosby case he in a, in exchange in a deal with the prosecutor and like uh early 2000s if he testified during a deposition charges would not be brought against him so he took that deal and he didn't uh, and he testified in a deposition well as we know later on charges were brought against him and he was convicted right so I don't I don't think it's the same thing I don't think it's the same thing I what, what do y'all think? Have y'all followed this at all? Yay or nay? And what do you think? What do you think about all that? Because this is a loaded, loaded type of thing. Can you separate the artist from the art? Or is there a separation? Or is the art a representation of the artist and in line the same thing equivalent to being synonymous art and artist? Right? Because because the way that I think of art, art in a sense is a representation of real life, real things. And people speak politically through art and speak about real life things and make statements in art. So was R. Kelly making a statement in his art to say, "Okay, I'm okay with abusing, allegedly abusing young girls and women and traumatizing these people? I don't, y'all let me know what y'all thinking. Y'all let me know what y'all thinking because I would be really interested to see again at SMS underscore pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Let me know. Are y'all rocking with it? Is it okay to, to watch Bill Cosby's shows now? Is it okay to support him? So if R. Kelly is not convicted, will people go back to, to um, supporting him? 
I don't know. And should we put and, and then I guess some people would say, should you put your moral compass onto other people? Well, in my idea, if your moral compass does not allow align with my moral compass and values, then maybe we shouldn't be in the same space and holding space together. So in turn, should I be allowing your art to get into my subconscious if our values and morals don't align? Perhaps not. But I realize that we don't all think about this the same way. So, yeah, let me know what you think. But let's move on. Okay, y'all, we have reached one of my favorite segments of the podcast, a segment I like to call What's the Word? And what typically happens during this segment is I will share a word that I don't typically hear or have never heard in everyday conversation, right? And I will share the spelling of the word, the meaning of the word, and then here's the kicker. I must try to use the word correctly in a sentence. Yep, that's it. So I'm putting my vulnerable space out here. This is me being vulnerable on the podcast, (laughs) right? So I think I'm pretty good at it, but hey, you get a chance to let me know if I didn't use it correctly. This is where I encourage you to tweet me how you would use the word correctly if it were you or if you think I used the word incorrectly. Either or, it's fine with me. Okay, let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, so today's word is tendon. Yes, tendentious. (laughs) Tendentious. And here it is. Here's the spelling of the word. T-E-N-D-E-N-T-I-O-U-S tendentious meaning bias meaning biased okay so I can say I behave tendentiously where matters of my family are concerned right that, that, that works I think I got it I added a Y on the end but it was still the same thing or I can say I'm tendentious where matters of my family are concerned still same oh I got it oh, I think I, I think I nailed it as the saying goes nailed it <laughs> I think I got it but anyways like I said let me know what you think about it let me know how you would use it in a sentence why don't you okay <laughs> okay y'all let me say this that this this was the last segment of the podcast for this week and let me say I have enjoyed having you guys I enjoy you all listening to the podcast and thank you so very much I know you could be doing anything else other than other anything else in the world other than listening to me so it is appreciated for letting me into your ears listening to me while you work while you're doing other things while you're cleaning however you listen to me thank you I appreciate it also don't forget to leave the podcast with a positive rating and review 
get you some podcast merch at scorpmerch.com. And thank you all. So be blessed. Be kind. Choose happy, y'all. And peace.